Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, hello church. So good to see you today. I've missed being able to see your faces and I've missed being able to meet in person as I'm sure you have too. But there's light at the end of the tunnel at the time of recording this. Uh, Victoria has just entered into stage one of the easing of the COVID-19 restrictions. And so we don't know when we'll be able to meet again in person at church, but we do know that we are one step closer, which is a great thing. So I wanna encourage you today, can you please continue to pray for our church, pray for each other, but also pray that this virus that God will move in a miraculous way and remove it from our nation and from our cities and that that will occur uh, as soon as possible so we can get back to being in church. You know, one thing I've noticed over this time is that there's like my life before and after COVID and there's certain parts of my life before that I took for granted. I didn't even reason, uh, realize it, you know, being able to go to cafe for a coffee or for brunch being able to take my kids to the park to play on the playground equipment with other kids, dropping in to see my parents, uh, or my parents dropping in to say hello to me, uh, going to the movies, uh, the cinema and watching a movie, doing things like this. I just took it for granted and just thought that was part of life and it, it is what it is. But at the moment, we haven't been able to do these things. And you know, maybe for you watching the footy, going to the MCG or Marvel Stadium, something along those lines, simple things that bring simple pleasure and life. And all together, those things life make life more enjoyable, make life better. And I took them for granted. And I wonder if there's things that maybe you too have taken for granted. There's little small things that you didn't appreciate enough. Be honest with yourself, I reckon you're just the same as me. You took for granted going to the restaurant, took for granted meeting in large public spaces. We took for granted coming to church and meeting in person. We took for granted being able to drop the kids off at school. Or how about this one, parents being able to drop the kids off at their grandparents' house so mum and dad can have some time away from them. I think all parents can relate to that one. Little small things that we took for granted. Joni Mitchell sang a song and it goes like this, don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pave paradise to put up a parking lot. And it's the idea of not being thankful, not having gratitude for what we had or have or have been given in life. So right now, what I wanna do is right where you are at this moment, I want you to turn to the person next to you if you're with someone else and just let them know how thankful and grateful you are to have them in your life. So come on, do that right now. Maybe you're by yourself, you're not with anyone at this time. Take your phone out, send a text message. I even give you permission to do a short phone call. Just call them up, hey, missing you, love you, appreciate you so much. I'm, I'm watching a preach, gotta go. Just do that right now. Let someone know that you're so grateful for them being in your life. Today I wanna to share a story with you from the Bible that hopefully will encourage you, inspire you at this time. And it's uh, a story of a group of people who all experienced the same event, were, had the same miracle happen in their lives and yet only one of them showed 
gratitude. Stories from Luke 17, and we're going to start at verse 11. If you have your Bibles, it'll also be on the screen. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were there not 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except for this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. It's an amazing story of God's transforming power, the power of Jesus to transform and change the lives of these 10 people. And there's someone today and you need to know that God can do a miracle in your life. You need a miracle and God wants to do a miracle. You know, whether it's healing in your body, a restoration of a relationship, whether it's finances, a breakthrough in finances, or it's freedom from an addiction, whether it's God just transforming your life, Jesus can do that right now for you. He can do a miracle. And if you've never invited Jesus to be part of your life, I just want to give you that opportunity right now at the end of my message to say to Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I need you in my life. And I pray that as I share this message this morning, that if there's anyone that doesn't know Jesus, that he would speak to you at this time. Let's dive into this story a little bit deeper. We're going to look at verse 12 and 13 again. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and cried out with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. The story starts off with Jesus encountering 10 men who have leprosy. And there's a little bit of debate about whether biblical leprosy is the same as modern day leprosy that we have today. But one thing that is clear is that the Old Testament treated leprosy as an infectious disease. It was serious. And because of that, someone who got leprosy was required to remove themselves from the greater community and go live in isolation. Now, we've been living in social isolation and it's been a big adjustment for us, but in biblical times, even more so. See, while we've been able to spend our time with our family and pretty much continue life on pretty much as normal, working from home and all those things, lepers had to live apart from their families. They had to leave their spouse, leave their kids, leave parents, leave jobs and businesses, leave communities that they were part of. They had to turn their back on those things, leave everything they were used to and go live in these isolated communities with other lepers. And so if we've been feeling a social disconnect at this time, imagine what lepers went through. People who had leprosy, the disease was bad enough. The social disconnect even added more pain to their lives. Verse 14, when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. 
It's very interesting that Jesus, he doesn't even stop to pray for these guys. He just says to them, go show yourself to the priests. And this is very important. It was the priests in the Old Testament law that were the ones that would inspect a person's body to see whether they were now clean from leprosy. And if they found those spots, they would proclaim you as cleansed, clean, healed from leprosy. The lepers weren't healed in the moment of meeting Jesus. They were healed on their journey to the priests. Imagine if they had checked their bodies right at the very moment of meeting Jesus. They had a look at their bodies and they were like, nothing's changed. We're still the same. Imagine if instead of going immediately to the priests, they had stopped and said, you know what? I'm hungry. Let's go back to our colony of lepers. Let's have something to eat. And then got distracted. Imagine if on their way to the priests, one of the lepers had said, hey, I'm looking at my body. There's nothing changed. I'm, I'm looking at your body, Fred, and you're, you're still exactly the same. We're wasting our time. The, the priests are going to get angry at us. This is a joke. Let's not do this. If we were going to get healed, we would have been healed immediately. And you know, that sounds a lot like us. We're looking for the miracle before we'll take the first step. We say, God, nothing's changed in my life. It looks like everything's going to stay the same. I'm just going to stay right here. But the miracle is found in the journey of obedience to what God has told us to do. See, God's asking us to take a, to take a walk of faith to take a step of faith, not to stand around waiting for Him to move first. His miracle may be the answered prayer that we ask for, or His miracle may be endurance and strength to get through the pain that we're in at the moment. But either way, there's a miracle of God waiting for us if we will journey and step out in obedience. When the lepers get to the priests, they discover that they've been healed, their bodies are restored, limbs have been made whole. Uh, they would have been able to return to families. They would have been able to go and see their spouse and give that person a kiss. They would have been able to go and gather their children around and give them hugs, go see a parent. They would have been able to go see a friend, do all these things, have a meal together. It would have been amazing. Can you imagine the joy? Could you imagine how overwhelmed they would have felt in their hearts? Wow, this life that I thought I would never experience again, I'm back. I, I, I've been healed. Here I am with my family. Can you imagine all that was going through their minds? With the restrictions easing at the time of this recording, we're now able to go and visit friends and families. We're able to go to people's homes again and have people over for dinner and go have a coffee with them. And it's been so great. How was it the first time you sat in someone else's house and had a meal with them? How was it the first time you invited someone into your house and had a coffee with them? It was great, wasn't it? It was so awesome. It was amazing. And now we're making plans for the future. We know about stage one. Now we're looking forward to stage two. And we're looking forward to stage three. We're, we're looking forward to actually working from work. 
you know, working from home is great, but I just want to go to work. We're looking forward to doing all these things. We're talking about getting life back to normal. We're looking forward and we're making plans about being back at church, in our church buildings and in-person gatherings and doing those things. In all the celebrations about thinking about the future, only one of these men stopped, paused, looked back and went to Jesus to thank Him. Verse 15, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked Him and He was a Samaritan. While the others are looking ahead, one is remembering what got him here. Anyone find that we can be so focused on the future that we miss the blessings, we miss God's miracles in our past and in our present because we're so future focused. We miss all the things that have already happened in our lives. Sometimes we have to look back just to see how far we've come. And there's a song we used to sing by Elevation Worship and that song is called, I Will Look Up. And one of the choruses goes like this. It says this, I will look back and see that you are faithful. I look ahead, believing you are able. Jesus, Lord of all. Jesus, Lord of all. You know, there's someone to thank, someone to remember. There's someone to acknowledge. Someone was there for us. Someone helped us at just the right time, in the right place, in the right way. And when I look back in my own life, I can see moments in different seasons as a child and a teenager and an adult. I can see that there were moments where God sent people, right place, right time, where God moved in the right way in my life. And yet there are also other moments in my life, many, many more moments in my life where it just didn't seem like it was the right time. I didn't feel like I was in the right place. My life was not going the right way that I wanted it to go. Life didn't feel right. And I wonder if there's anyone that can relate to that today. Anyone who can relate to that. But you know, whether it's moments where it's so clear or moments where it's unclear, in every single time and season that I faced, that I am facing, that I will face in my life, God was with me. He promised in His Bible that He would never forsake me and never leave me. And He is faithful to that promise. See, even if I might have turned my back on Him for a time, even if I am forsaking Him in my present, God looks past that. He sees His Son Jesus in you. And He says, I am beside you. I will not leave you. I am here right now. And I want to live a life of gratitude. I want to have gratitude that no matter what I've felt in life, in seasons and times, that God has always been faithful to me. And today, oh, I just want to ask, is there anyone with gratitude today? Is there anyone who just thanks God for what He has brought them through, and for what He has done in their lives today? And if that's you right now, come on. Why don't we just take a short praise break right now to worship God. God, you're so good. God, you're amazing. I thank you, Lord, for all the great things 
that you have done in my life. The leper is praising God in a loud voice. And I love this. Loud voice praising God. See, he's used to using a loud voice. He's used to having to shout and to yell. But the words that he used to yell were words of unclean, unclean. And as he used to shout those words out, any people within earshot uh, of his voice that could hear those words, unclean, unclean, they would immediately hurry away from him. Parents would grab their children, they'd turn their backs uh, on him as he, as he cried, cried out those words, unclean, unclean, as he yelled those words. Every time he spoke to him, unclean, unclean, just a little bit more of his spirit was crushed as the reality of his now life was just reinforced. The man, I'm unclean, I'm diseased, I'm sick. I will never, ever live the life that I used to have. This is my life forever now. But now... Instead of declaring and shouting those words, unclean, unclean, there's, there's some new words in his mouth. There's some new words on his lip. There's some new praise welling up from his heart. And instead of yelling those words, he's now yelling, praise God. He is so good. Praise the Lord. I've been healed. I've been set free. I'm a new creation. I'm a new man. Praise God. And we've all yelled words of complaint and disappointment. We've all talked about the bad things in our lives to a friend, a spouse. Hey, you want to catch up? And we bleh, just vomit all the bad things that are going on in our lives. We've had moments like that, complain to a co-worker about a manager or a boss. We've whinged to a friend about the teacher at school. We've gossiped and spoken unfavorably about our parents to a sibling. We've done those things. And we're good at talking about everything we dislike in life, things that aren't going how we want them to. But I wonder today, speaking to you, I wonder, I'm speaking to me, how good are we at speaking and expressing all that's wonderful and that's great and has been a blessing in our lives? I wonder how many of us have put up a shout of praise about God's miracles in our lives recently, how He's transformed us, set us free, put us on a new path. I wonder if we've done that recently. But all too often, instead, it looks like this. I've been at work, slaving away, earning a dollar for the family, putting bread on the table. I come home, 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. I just want peace and quiet. I just want to sit on my couch, zone out, go to the empty box for men and just watch some TV. And yet my kids, they're running around, they're throwing things at each other, they're shouting. My wife is asking me questions about the finances or what we're planning to do on the weekend. And I'm like, man, I just want to chill. And so what happens is we get frustrated and irritated. And so then we get angry and we we yell at our kids, you never do what I tell you to do. You, you're just so noisy, you know, be quiet. And we say to our, our, our spouse, hey, look, like not now. Can you just stop bugging me all the time? And we, we say those words. We're so quick to do those things. Be quiet. But when was the last time that I went over the top 
telling my kids how much joy they bring to my life. When was the last time that the same passion that I tell them to be quiet is the same passion that I use to tell my children, I love you. Dad's proud of you. I'm just so grateful for you in my life. You're a blessing. I love you, love you, love you. See, if this story tells me one thing, I may talk about my pain. I may even yell about my pain. But with a spirit of gratitude, I'm going to shout louder about my God and how He's a good God and of the wondrous things He has done in my life. I'm going to shout louder than the bad things. I'm going to shout louder about the good things of God. He is so good. And church, it's time to move past the complaining, talking about the pain and speaking about it, letting it have power over our lives. It's time to start shouting about what God has done for us. The leper, oh, he, he, he's, he can't wait. He's aching to see his wife hug, kisses. He can't wait to see them, but he decides first things first, I'm going to stop, go back and praise God for the miracle that He has done in my life. I'm going to worship Him in my life. And I'm not sure where you find yourself today. And it's not about valley moments of despair or mountaintop moments of conquering. It's about who and what we're grateful for towards today. Ten lepers were healed. Nine were thankful. I'm not saying they weren't thankful. They were thankful. But that thanks didn't transform into actions for them to go and praise God. Only one man was moved like that. And I pray that we'd never be a people. We'd never be a church. We'd never be followers of Christ that forget to give God praise and glory in every season of life. That ever lose a heart of gratitude towards our Savior. He's done it all for us. And as I finish today, I just want to finish with a story. Right now, there was a man who decided to go for a hike in a national park and he grabbed his tent and some food provisions for a couple of days and he grabbed the map and he went out on this hike and he was having a great time. And on the last day of his hike, he decided he was going to go off on some side trails. And as he left that main track and went on those side trails, three, four, five hours into it, he realized he was lost, desperately, horribly lost. So he put up his tent and over the next couple of days, he tried to find his way out, but he, he, he was just so lost, he could not get back to that main track. And so in this state of despair and in this state of hunger and in this state of exhaustion and his his body starting to shut down from lack of food. He goes out to look for some food and he finds an apple tree. And I don't know what an apple tree is doing in the middle of a national park, but he finds this apple tree. It's a wild apple tree. And on this apple tree, there's these little wild apples and they look so good. And this man is like, wow, I can't believe I'm so lucky. He grabs 20 apples, grabs Another 10, he grabs 30 apples, chucks them in his bag, heads back to his tent. He's decided he's going to wait for the rescuers to come to him. So anyway, that first apple, he bites into it 
and it is delicious. It is the most tasteful, tasty, delicious, juicy apple he's ever had. There's a little slight sour aftertaste. It's like, man, this apple is amazing. He, he, he has the second apple. Oh, and it tastes good. It tastes so good. But uh, he then goes to the fifth apple. Some time passes now, he's having the fifth apple. And it's good. It's a good apple. Some more time passes, another day or two, he's up to the tenth apple. And, and it's not tasting so good now. It's still nice, but not as good. Well, a few more moments, time, days pass, and he's up to apple 15 and 20. And man, he's just like, I've had enough of these apples. <laughs> if I never have to eat another apple again, I'll be so grateful. And, 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 and he's like, I don't want to eat apples anymore. And a couple of hours before he's finally rescued, he takes the 10 remaining apples and he just throws them, pegs them into this valley, into this area. And he's like, see you later, apples. I'm not going to eat you anymore. I've had enough of the apples. You know, why did he do this? See, the taste of the apple hadn't changed. The apple was still juicy, delicious, sweet and crunchy. But the sense of gratitude had changed. And I feel sorry for the apples today. They hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, is this a true story? I don't think it's a true story, but I think it's a good illustration today. And you know, that hiker is us. And those apples are like a picture of God. You know, when we first met God, when we first invited him into our lives, he's so sweet. He brings so much flavor to our lives and he's a sustenance. He keeps us alive. We, we, we're like, without you, God, I'm a goner. I thank you that you're in my life. But then slowly over time, we can lose some appreciation for him. We can lose some gratitude. He's sustaining us, giving us life. And we know all these things and we're thankful for these things. But just the words out of our mouth, less and less are about God and more and more about the bad things in our lives. And more time goes on and there's less thanks. And perhaps we acknowledge Him less and less in our lives. We acknowledge less and less the miracles and the blessings He's done and is doing in our lives. The praise of our lips moves from God to something else. And today I want to encourage us. Let's be like the leper, the one leper, the one leper whose praise from his mouth was praising God. The one leper who gave praise to God in all seasons of life. Let's do that as well. Let's praise God in all seasons of life. Let's never have a heart attitude that stops to give God glory in all seasons. You know, God deserves our praise. He deserves our worship. Let's have a heart attitude of gratitude and praise towards our Saviour today. You know, if you would close your eyes right now, today as I've been sharing this message, and maybe it spoke to you, maybe it challenged you, and you're here and you've never accepted Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. And so I want to give you a chance right now to receive Jesus. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. I acknowledge the need for a Savior and I invite you 
into my life. In your name, amen.